Blog Talk Radio. Family, 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 welcome to another episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. Tonight we're going to talk about why did he leave? No one wants to take the blame or be held accountable for their own actions, even if it affects the child or children. As the adults in the situation, effective communication has to be included. It has to be a major role. You have to let go of our issues for the sake of our child. We may not be good for each other in a relationship. However, 
We wasn't always fighting if we created life. So for the sake of our child, let's work beyond our common issues. I'm too much of a man to tell our child that I had to get away from your mother or get out of that toxic relationship. Just like you're too much of a woman to say your daddy tried, but I ran him off. Whatever the case is, don't allow your baggage to be the wedge between a parent and their child or children. So without further ado, let's get right to it. Welcome. Good evening. Good evening. Let's get to it. Do you have any response to, I guess, what I just read to you? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think it, it's a, it's important that we, one, it's, it's important that you know the person that you're about to be hanging out with or, or on whatever level. Um, and I say that because um, oftentimes we get so wrapped up in the idea of having a boyfriend and girlfriend and not think um, about the what ifs. And I understand that, you know, some people don't live off what ifs, but the fact of the matter is we we have to stop and, and understand what if I get this girl pregnant or, you know, I get pregnant by this dude, you know, what is he going to be like? And, you know, we we take the time out of getting to know someone Going and go straight to the bedroom, and then, um, you know, pregnancy happens, and for whatever reason, you and the guy, or the guy and the girl, don't work out because there's, you know, there's two things they like about each other, and a thousand things that they don't. You know, they realize that I can't even stand the same space that you are in, and. The unfortunate part is is they're not able to remove those feelings or to step away from themselves to think about this life they created. Um, and so I think that it's important that when you meet someone that you take the time to get to know him or her and get to understand, you know, the what ifs from that situation. I agree. I agree. That's the part that we we forget. Um, the what ifs. Nine times out of ten, when the what ifs come into play, um, it's too late. Now it's time to actually get into action. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. it's sad, but we definitely definitely have to. Uh, Think about it, plan for the what is. 
Yeah, I mean, you got to know. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if you know, if you and I are, are great friends, right, and, um, you know, we thought we had fun together, and it's, it's one of those things where, you know, we're like brother, sister, you know, relationship, and, and I'm saying, like, you're trying to hook up with some of my girls. I'm like, man, I'm not hooking my girls up with, with you. You know, you this, you that. And, you know, I know all these details, you know, about you, right? And then something happens, alcohol happens, and, you know, one thing leads to another, and one night we sleep together. Now, I already know how you are. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, you run through women like hours run through days. But, you know, things happen, and now I put myself in a position where, you know, um, we're having a baby together. You see what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. knowing, you know, knowing the whole time that this isn't a good look, this ain't where, you know, this this ain't where you and I are supposed to be. And so two things happen. You ruin a friendship, right, because... You knew the guy didn't want any kids because he all he was trying to do was holler it from one chick to the next, and then you've you've created a life and and immediately put him or her at a disadvantage. But with that, even you you knowing how he get down, that could be one of those issues where you know, mommy, where's my dad? Well, uh, son, your dad was a hoe. You know, like you're going to bring, feed your beef to the kid. Of course, because I'm not able to separate my actions from from that just yet. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like the last thing that we want to do to our children is look like failures. And so oftentimes what we do is instead of looking like a failure or looking like, you know, it, or looking human, um, we try to be superhuman and be, you know, the Incredible Hulk and all of the superheroes and paint the picture blue for somebody else. And I say blue like bad, paint a bad picture on a dad. You know, why well, I didn't leave you, I'm here. So, you know, we're going to be good, da, 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 whatever the case may be. But the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, we have to have, real conversations with our children to help them understand um, the choices and why things are the way they are. Not only that, we have to be big enough to put our egos aside and and make it work for the good of the child. Um, Otherwise, you just don't have sex. That's the only guaranteed way that you don't create a life and that you don't um, or you don't have sex till you're married. You know what I'm saying? So that that that's the way. That's the guaranteed way you avoid um, him leaving, because you know the reasons why he left. You know we could, you know, go into that a little further. But the fact of the matter is, is that when he does leave, it's it's not only him; it's partly you too. You know, Absolutely. because it it takes two. Absolutely. But I think that we definitely got to make it clear and we got to reiterate throughout the show that it's never the kid. No man, 
leaves because of the kid. It's no, usually it's a never the kid's fault. Like I said, maybe I, I couldn't deal with mama. Or hell, maybe mama couldn't deal with me. Who knows? But those issues didn't come about because of this kid. Those issues were there. Well, maybe, you know, dealing with her for these nine months, ten months. <laughs> oh. You know what I mean? Right. So, you know, what do what do you do? I mean, you know, it it's I don't ever think that I mean, there are rare situations where men feel and I say men, I mean because they're they're at the age where they, you know, should know how to be a man, but when men feel inadequate and they haven't um, gotten the career that they want, where they hadn't, you know, launched their business that they want, wanted and, and grown it to what they want it to be. They haven't gotten financially secure. They haven't bought a home. There are so many things that could make a man feel inadequate so that when he, you know, has a surprise baby. Um, he's not ready because he's not he's not where he desired to be as a man. And so mm-hmm. I think that there are those rare times when those inadequacies come into play, and the man just walks away from the child simply because he's inadequate and. For whatever reason, maybe he doesn't want to project that, or maybe he thinks his child would be better off without him. I don't know what that thought process is, but I think that sometimes self-inadequacies come into play, um, especially when you look at a man who has a surprise baby. You know what I'm saying? Because sure. they, you know, it's it's in, I guess it's it's a part of being a man is, is being um whatever their definition of successful is at, before they open all these doors i don't think i don't quite think it's the level of success i think it's more so a a level of of comfort or being in a position to provide the, the daddy never wants to disappoint. Daddy never wants his kids to want or ever need anything. So it's not so much as a level of success. You know, I I can't take a bear to look in my son or my child's face when I tell him I, I don't have it or I can't right now, or what have you. You know what I mean? Mhm. I do. But in in all of this, in all of this, I believe that the parents have to be able to 
communicate effectively for the sake of this kid. Because if they don't, if they don't, it's going to be she's running at the custodial parent, running at wedge between. Now, as the man, you have to kind of take the nonsense. You may not want to, but you take it so that you can play a role in a child's life. Mm-hmm. It's hard. And it, and, it's, and it's going to be hard. Especially when she's angry. Angry. Nine times out of ten, mm-hmm. she's trying to put on someone else. You know, I'm you know, my baby daddy and my baby and my family and and now he's not there. Oh girl, I see him at the mall with another woman. Oh, now here we go. Mm-hmm. So and then so that being said, it may not always be her. It may be the people that are her who's in her ear. Or maybe Maybe a generational thing. Maybe Could be. She hasn't seen her mom in a successful relationship, you know, uh, or she's respecting a man and and love because he's not he's not emasculated. So, so what reasons? What are What specific reasons do you think, um, you know, they leave for? Like, why do you think they leave? I think they Uh leave. I think they leave. Because of the adult adults. Because of what? The adults. It's it's not. Uh, I can't I can't I can't say. With the, I can't give you a definitive answer, but I know it. The adults. Right. I mean, yeah. It's definitely they. They don't. I don't think dads leave because of the children. I know they leave because of the the adults, them too, that's involved in this situation. But what legitimate reasons do you think um, they walk out for? Um, for instance, like, you know, uh, verbal abuse, because women can be abusive or physically, physically abusive as well. So, you know, is is that? I'm not trying to justify it. I'm just trying to understand from a man's perspective what could be a reason that you can't make it work. Maybe you shouldn't have been there in the first place. That's a reason. Well, other than that, that that's a reason. 
But when it comes to, I, I, I don't really trust you as a mother because remember how we, how we came together. You know what I mean? Um, I can't, I really can't see, I mean, I don't see a family dynamic here. Okay. Just, just based on, you know, when we coming in and, and doing our thing and, and I'm out, you know, it's a little different than me seeing you day to day, every day, you know, not cooking, not cleaning, not doing anything, but, you know, sitting up watching reality TV. Uh, that may be too much. That's counterproductive to the family unit. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I'm I'm trying to, you know, maybe school you, take you around, you know, other family members who who. I'm comfortable with the way they are as a woman, as a parent, and you're like, oh, that's old school, you know, that's, she, she living in the cave in years, I ain't cooking, I ain't cleaning, I ain't washing no man's clothes, you know, stuff like that. Mm. Okay. So answer me this. Why do the woman run him off? <laughs> so it can't be the women always got to run you off? I'm just saying, if, if you know, you know, I try and, and I'm trying to do my thing and trying to make sure that that y'all good. Like, why can't you be about right now our family versus, you know, the streets, whatever old girl telling you or your cousins or whoever else had, don't know anything about us. A healthy and positive relationship. Okay, I wouldn't say. I, I think we we touched on this a little bit before. Um, I can only speak for from my observation or from my perspective, like. Um, I personally have never run anybody off. I, I just don't let them in the door to begin with. <laughs> but uh, so when you when you think about well, when I think about women in situations like these, um, sometimes when when you know you're in a relationship with somebody and you're not married, you're just living together or spending the night at each other's house, there's uh, a lack of trust. Um, and I think it's it's probably part of the baggage that they bring into the relationship. Um, but there could be a lack of trust. 
like, you know, she's been cheated on. So, you know, every time you go to step go out to step out to go to the store, she thinks you're going to see another chick. You know, if traffic's bad and you you've been delayed because of an accident. You know, she think you're lying because you've been stepping out. And so those insecurities start to build up and eat away, and, and they slowly basically just build up a wall, and she begins to push you away, not because you've done anything, but because she's had issues of that, you know, like those in the past. So she's holding it against you. So I think that that could be one of the things. Another thing that may run you off is is basically – you know, you're not the same. You're not even equally yoked, you know. So it's she has interest in one thing, you have interest in the other, and she just has no desire to find a common ground or to even assume a common ground is there. Now, you know, truth be told, you know, the sex may be good, and that's why, you know, y'all still stick around each other. But, you know, when it's all said and done, once the lights come on, you're ready to go home, and she ready to get you out of her home. Just that that's just the reality of the situation. Um another reason she may run you off is is simply because she don't know. You know, she she doesn't know that she's running you off. She's just being who she is and and that person that she is is not a person that you are attracted to or that you desire to to be with. So well, see, back you to may think she's running point. you off, but she she's just being her. But to your first point, if you bring in baggage, then before we even got in this situation or relationship or this um, lack of responsibility occurred, I think you should have taken that time to just Healed first. Yeah, in you know a perfect I mean? world. Now, because now you're charging me with somebody else's crime. I'm being yeah, honest. in a perfect world that happens, but you got to think of where we are. You know that don't happen. People don't take time. People get in one relationship, get out, go right into the next. That's that's the reality of it. You know, they don't take time to. Well, I'm not I'm not seeing anybody for a while. Let me just get through this breakup or what have you. They're not taking time to do that. It's like, oh, he gone, but I met this such and such that, so we about to go out tonight and you know, um, see what it do, get turned up or you know, like whatever the terms are these days. But these people don't take time to do that. They, as soon as one door closes, they literally open up another one. And again, you know, just being this is a real phone call, just being real, the reality of it is it 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 could just be sexual. Period. It could. You know, like this. But then even with that, responsibility comes with that. I think communication also comes with that. So if it starts out sexual and we go to another level, Let's talk about that. You know, don't just we this and now now this bay or or boo or whatever. 
what have you, because sexual now we're in a relationship when we haven't had that conversation. But not all sexual encounters turn into a relationship. I know, but if this is going to if if I don't if I'm not too up, there's a relationship, even if it's just as as co-parents as parents. There's a relationship now. There should you are be. A mother. You are a mother. I am a father, and we are now expecting our offspring. There should be, but there There's not happened. always is. No, doesn't have to be, because that's how we get to where we are. See what I'm saying? Like is, there should be. I, but if we are now, we have procreated. Whether or not it's it's official, whether or not it's it's committed, we well whether or not we're committed, we have a commitment to this child. We are in a relationship with this kid. Now it's time to adult. Now it's time to grow up, zip your pants up, and it's about this kid now. But I believe the women folk still trying to hold on to our fun times and forgetting that we now have to consider this kid. Let's let me just play devil's advocate a little bit because you know, and and yeah, you are right. There should be a relationship, you know, growing with this kid, and it's not just the women folk that go back. The dudes do too. Because sometimes, again, the fact of the matter is, is I ain't want to get you pregnant. Like this is the last thing I wanted. And you know why I want to get you pregnant? Because you've been holding around, and it's like, damn, all the dogs like, man, how do you do that with the town home? Once again, you bring in other it's other people. Excuse me, who are not not in this home or not in this situation, who's, who's impacting it all the same. Girl, but, but, what, you, you, but what you're saying is this, okay? She she sleeps around. She got a name for herself. You hitting it? Why? She's already made a name for herself. She's already well known. The ass can't be that great, even if it is. Why are you hitting it? Okay, number one. Two. Uh, why are you not protecting yourself? If if that if the absolute last thing you wanted to do was knock up this trick, why are you running up in there unprotected? So agree. You see what I'm saying? It's too Those false. Are great questions, but it's it's but the reality of it is understand. is that huh? Do we have it as well? The reality of it is, is that men do that. We can be as raunchy, as as trashy, as skanky as they come, and that gets overlooked for for 
one night or or a couple nights or you know some type of of sexual activity like as as raunchy as it gets that gets overlooked but then when we get knocked up you looking at us with the side you know side I like uh, you need I want to have this baby like I don't want to talk with you like that you know there's always you know everybody always you know had the answer and in the streets you know everybody come out oh they doing the same thing oh I'm gonna do this different I ain't gonna get caught you know I'm gonna have a different outcome and it doesn't happen so even with women it's like you know what we was always taught can't turn home to a housewife with the exception of reality TV but It happens. And doing we do expect you to be that that housewife. Even though you start out as a hoe. <laughs> I hate to say it like that, forgive me. But once again, once again, now we have this kid. Whatever lifestyle whatever lifestyle you led before, now you are a mother. Now I'm father. What about this kid? Why would you stop me from having a relationship with my kid just because of the way we started out? Why would the baggage drive a wedge between me, father, uh, being a daddy, or playing a role in my child's life? I get that. I I do, but you're making this a one-sided conversation because it's not it's not always I'm holding you back or you know it's not always she is the issue. I think that the concern or or the topic you know that we're talking about is trying to figure out like why would he go? Not necessarily. I mean. I think, and I say that to say because sometimes it's not always the woman. Sometimes it's 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 something to do with the man. Is it is it not, or are you saying it's always the woman? No, 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 no. I'm not saying that it's always the woman. So we're I'm trying not. to understand why why would he go? Like I said earlier. And I said that we've got to reiterate this through the entire show. No man leaves because of a kid. Okay. Understand that. But not all men leave because of her. Is that what you're saying? Not all men stay because <laughs> of her either. No, no, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to be real because it's, it's, it it almost sounds like what you're saying is the man can make it work through any situation unless it's um, unless she just makes it unbearable, and that's not true. He would try. A man will no, try. A not man, every man. A try. man will. I, I said I can only speak for myself. A man will. 
will suck it up. A man will will hold his tongue <laughs> for the for the sake of this kid. And when it's done, and he goes, she's never gonna say, you know what, your daddy tried, but I. It's always, yeah, he did this and he did that. No one wants to take, remember, even in the subject, it talks about accountability. Right, but you're still, even in this conversation, you are inadvertently taking the accountability from the man, saying that he he tries, he does, you know, he's going to do everything he can to make it work, and she's going to be, you know, when it's all said and done, she's the issue. But that's not that's not the truth. The truth is, is that, go ahead. I can only speak for, from from my perspective, the way I think. Every man isn't going to think like I think, but I know that I will try. You you see? So we, it's not like I went into the consensus of, of every man. But I know from my perspective, from my point of view, actually, I, I've actually seen it a couple times where, where the dude tried. So he just couldn't take it. I've seen it both ways. I've seen it, you know, I've seen a situation where the dude tries, and I've seen a situation where the chick tries, and it just don't work. I mean, I've, it, you know, it's, it's not an issue that I don't what I'm trying to say is that the woman isn't always the problem in some situations, yes, probably in more. Excuse me, but there are some situations where the dude just is just not interested in making it work with her. And I understand you're saying that the man is going to try and try and try, but the reality of it is, is if it's a woman that you don't want, how hard are you going to really try? You're not because you're not bought into her. You already knew from the jump that she wasn't wife material. You you already knew that you you never wanted her to be uh, the mother of your kids. You already knew that it could never go any further than, you know, the bedroom. You There are things that you already knew, but then you end up in this situation and you, you, you're making it, you're making trying like your scapegoat, like, oh, I tried. But no, you really didn't try because when it's a woman you are not bought into, you're not going to put that much energy into making it work. Okay. What about the woman who had ill intentions in the beginning? All she saw was the dollar sign. Okay. I, I, he, get, he get it. He knocked me up. And he stuck with me. He going to pay me. Okay. Yeah, that, that does happen. That That does happen. But if you've seen that in the in the beginning... Why'd you give it to her anyway? You shouldn't have fucked her. Just being weak. Listen, 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 listen. We don't pop them pills. 
you know, um, part the model and I'm sweating. And here we, and here we are. It's regardless of how we got here. Now we're here. I understand so that. My kid. point is, the, my point is, is that we can't have a one-sided conversation and it's all like they walk out simply because of her, because that is not true. You know it's not true. And I understand that you can only speak for yourself, but we don't, we, when we have these calls and we have these conversations, you're not only speaking for yourself. I mean, you speak from, you know, from your experience and your perspective, but we also have conversations about the possibilities of why this, why that, but you're not, you're not opening. You're not opening that avenue up for me. You're. I mean, we we keep going back to the woman. But I'm trying to understand. Cause you you just you ain't you go bring past it to the line. He go bring some clarity. I'm just trying to understand. I'm just trying to understand. I'm just trying to understand. Okay. What, as you say, we done popped the pills, now we already sweating. You know, we already passed that point. Okay, kid is here. Why, what reason would he leave? And I, and I understand that some of the reasons, some of the issues could be because of the woman or she driving him away, or she pushing him away. But I fail to believe that that is the case in every situation. I believe that some men leave because they feel inadequate. Some men leave simply because they shouldn't have been there in the first place, and they know it, and, you know, like it's a bad situation. Some men, but they don't, it's like when they walk, they don't want to walk with that. They want to find some other reason to walk. And it's not that they're leaving because of the child. They're leaving because, you know, they never should have been with the chick in the first place. But the fact of the matter is is that in some in, – I, I think that in most cases, the first finger is going to always be pointed at the mom, well, I couldn't make it work with her, or or she this, she that, and all these things that the woman is at that point, truth of the matter is she was that before the baby came. She was that when you were just sneaking over there hitting it. You see what I'm saying? But Agreed. So my, my point is, is there, you know, now you want to point out all of her inadequacies, but you're not saying anything about yourself. And and you see what I'm saying? Like, how come, and, and that's the same thing for women too. You know, like a woman that goes sit up there and say, yeah, girl, I drove his ass off. I just can't, you know. I mean, we're not going to sit up there. We're not going to, we're not going to say that. Um, So I get it. I guess, you know, as a woman, I'm just trying to understand, like I can, I can say, as a woman, even, you know, like I can understand some women drive men off because they're, they're afraid of commitment. Some women drive men off simply because they they don't want a man. 
They just, you know, want to do one thing and that's it because they got this whole independent thing going on. You know, that could be multiple reasons that they drive a man away because it's abuse. They've been in abusive relationships and don't know a good thing. You know, I can go down and run down the list of, of tons of different reasons why a woman can run a man off or or a woman can be the problem. Um, but but what are some reasons that a man can be his own problem or the problem, you know, that exists when a child is involved? Okay, so I'm going to give you one. And I say this all the time on the show. It could be fear because he don't know. He hasn't seen their situation. Maybe his daddy ran out or left or what have you. But I still say that the communication has to be there. Mama should have had the, had the conversation or mommy and daddy should have had the conversation with their child so that that way he's not running out on his children to make that generational curse. So it all goes back to the lack of communication. When we lay it down, hey, baby, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to put this rubber on because having a kid ain't what I want. Really? I mean, I'm just saying. Like, I'm, I'm just saying. It, it happens. Uh, you can't. I won't know what a what it's like to be a daddy if if, if I, I you know I didn't have a daddy. If if all the men in, in, in my family ran off, this is the example that I see. This is the example that I know. Nine times out of ten, I'm a follower. Okay. You see what I mean? So it goes back to yeah. to that. So okay. let's take this time, like I said, to introduce Pastor to the line. Pastor, welcome. Hello to everybody. How goes it? Good evening. Man, this is this is this is some interesting stuff, man. This is a real married couple from wherever y'all live. This is I, <laughs> man, I'll pay I love this. This is good oh, stuff. Good. You know, and you guys definitely don't need me. I, you know, you, you think about it, I've never experienced this. I've dealt with it, but I've never personally experienced it. And I have a lot of questions, so I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the interviewer tonight. I, I need to know. I need to know. And and now, I, but I, I can, as you were talking, I saw three things. Um, you know, um, quick and obviously speak on behalf of. You know, some, a few, you know, the majority of brothers, I guess. This quick, she holding it down for the women folk. And I was the little baby that got, you know, got left behind. I was the little sperm that made it to the egg, and then, you know, it all fell apart. So we ought to be able to talk this thing through. And so my first question is for quick. I just want to know because I heard what he said. And I heard what his wife said, but my question is, if the man really wants to stay, and is he staying for the woman or is he staying for the child? 
if he wants to stay, he stay because he want to stay. Mm-hmm. There's no person that can make him stay or go. You know right. what I mean? So he's he's staying maybe because he sees some potential. There. Okay. Now, okay. no child, re- remember, I said this in the beginning, the child isn't the reason why a man would leave. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? So he's 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 saying he's trying. Maybe he's trying to break the generational curse. Maybe he saw, mm-hmm. you know, granddaddy, uncle, somebody stick through, you know, the verbal abuse, and he's like, you know what, I can, I can do this, Re- regardless of the fact, like I'm gonna be here for this kid. So if the, if, if if the man stays there. Is he going to be committed to the woman, to the child, or to both? He's going to be committed to the situation. You're avoiding the question. No, 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 because because me and this woman has laid down and had a baby. It wasn't the best situation. Right. You know, when when we got in, maybe we was partying, maybe we were just kicking it, maybe we was, you know, for benefits, what have you. And now we have this this kid, so we're um, we're gonna stay because we was once friends. Like let's let's have this conversation so that this, let's communicate so we at least don't lose that and bring that aspect into this kid's life. So maybe the kid can say, "Damn, my mom and dad are best friends." You, you see what I mean? Yeah, but now I'm now I'm the child. This is what I this is my question. If if I see you stay, okay, I got daddy there in my life. I am I am I am happiest. So now I got mommy and daddy in my life. But now sometimes when daddy comes to see me, uh, you know he's not always with mommy. He's with another woman. So now I'm confused. I don't know how to be a man. Because daddy don't love mommy no more, or mommy don't love daddy. Who's the other woman? You know. So what I'm saying is, by the man staying, I think that's commendable. You know, to be in the kid's life. But what is he teaching the kid? I mean, that's for the conversation. You can't you can't teach someone without without the lecture. You got mm. you got to explain to the situation. You got to say, listen, son, I love your mama. She's a good person. She's just not good for me. You see what I mean? And oh. now nowhere in there are you bad mouthing the mama. Right. Only thing you're doing is saying this this is the situation. And now this you're not not your new mama, but <laughs> my my wife. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. Right, the new mom. because you can't yeah. you can't replace you you know there's no new mom you can't replace his mother. I got she, you. She birthed him. You can't replace that. But right now, mm-hmm. now you're gonna see uh, you have a, an example of a healthy interaction, a healthy bond, a healthy relationship, a healthy stable household. Okay, so, so now again, Ms. it still Ms. comes with that lecture. All right, so now, Miss Quick, whenever the man decides to stay, to be the father to that kid that he's supposed to be, 
can you let him do that and 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 not have a relationship with him? He can have a relationship with the child, but uh, he don't have to have a relationship with you. You mean? Let let me clarify. <laughs> okay, I believe that man should always have a relationship with a child. Oh yeah, okay? I get you. So yeah, you know that I think that definitely is possible. I think for me, the problem comes in when you're being committed to the situation. Okay, because like you, I don't want you to be with me just because you want to be a daddy to your child. Because you can be a daddy to your child and us not be together. That's just me, right? But the reality of this thing is, is that both the man and the woman involved in this relationship holds on to the issues at hand, whatever they may be, and it prevents him from being the daddy to the child. And in a perfect world, you would want to say, yeah, we were friends, so let's hold on to this. But the reality of it is, is that the dude don't say that. Dudes don't always come up and say, you know, well, yeah, you know, I love your mama. You know, she, she your mama. That's BS. Ain't no man gonna always say, "Yeah, I love your mama." Sometimes it's gonna be men. Yeah, we won't talk about her. She's not even a subject between the father and the son, simply because of maybe she was just, you know, hit it and quit it, or you know, she was just holding me down until my girlfriend came home, or you know what I'm saying, or, or you know, something like that. I think it depends on the situation of of how these two came to make a child in order in order for certain conversations to happen. Because truth be told, you know, like just being real, sometimes, you know, you, you meet a, a good-looking woman, you know, all you want to do is, is take her home, you know, have, have a night of fun and be done. The, not with, when, when dudes seek out girls, they don't seek out, like, they're not all, they're not seeking, like, every guy isn't looking for a relationship kind of chick. They're looking for the ones where they can, you have different buckets. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you have different buckets. You have one bucket that you can take home to mama and be like, okay, these are my potentials. I can make these, you know, I can make, I can, I can make her my girlfriend, you know. I, I'm, I can only make one of them my wife, but these can be my potentials. These I will never let anybody see. I will only go to her house at midnight after the clubs close. My friends will not know about her. Only I will know about her. And then you have something that you can only take around your friends. So I think that depending on whatever bucket this chick falls into before the child comes determines how that situation falls out most of the time. But Sometimes no the girls get crazy and, and it just all goes south. That's just my opinion. No no man would ever tell his son that your mama was a whore. No, I didn't that's why I say I didn't say that. 
But will I didn't they tell say son, that. Will they, will they tell his son that, you know, son, I love you, and I know that your mom loves you, but there was no love involved when we got together. It was literally just a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. It was a one-night stand. As a man, man enough to tell his son that. Because I'm not going to lie to my son and tell him, you know, hey, look, I love your mom. If I don't love her, I'll tell her that I made love to her and we created you and I have a responsibility to you and I'm going to do right by you. So I know that a man's not going to tell her, maybe maybe won't say your mom was a hoe, but is he willing to say we was hoeing when we made you? I'm, I'm not mad enough to say that. Because now my son me go and follow my footsteps. Wow, yeah. I'm not but isn't that what it's all about? Teaching him, you know, we teach our children that look that this is not you're not a mistake, but truth be told, I've made plenty of them with women. And you know, expand from that. No, you cannot create. You cannot anticipate how a child would think. So you take that. You you keep that out of the equation altogether because he gonna he may, he may think that well, damn, I wasn't mistaken. Just because you put that into me, I made some mistakes and. Uh, we speaking, how often do you think that the men are even having these conversations with their sons? I mean, just on a grand scheme of things, because you have to just think about, you know, how many fatherless children there are. There's how how, many, how many men you think get the opportunity to have these conversations? Not only that, let's go take it a step further and say how many men are even making an effort? Because tr- honestly, some sometimes when when the fallout happens, and, and and again, it's I understand that the women do their thing and they push to do it away and they may not answer the phone this that, and the third. But the truth be told, is her phone ain't ringing all the time from the baby's daddy either. I get it, but understand this: one, two, and there's no such thing as a father's child. There's no such thing. Maybe a daddy's child, but not a father's child. Okay. I think that's just a matter of semantics right there. I get that. No. I mean, I, I understand that. That what I'm trying to say is, is you know, we're 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 in a, a conversation right now where it's you know where the dad is is having the conversation with the son, you know, saying that. You know this, that, and the third. Like I, lo- I love you. You know I can't be with your mom. You know it's it. 
you know, we're good as friends or we're good as parents for you, um, but this is my wife and this and the third. I understand that. But being realistic, those conversations aren't really happening all the time. And they're not happening when they when they need to be happening. More than that, some daddies aren't even calling to initiate that conversation. I don't know regardless what, of how much of an what, ass the woman may be. I don't know how often it happens. But I know that it should. Right. So so let's 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 change pace and stop talking about like how it should. But look at the reality of things, because you and I both know the reality of it is, is that, you know, regardless of why the fallout happened, you know, say the fallout happened, neither neither the mother or the dad is making an effort towards having a conversation with, with the child, more or less each other, to explain these kind of things. So you have these children... See, the fallout probably happened because we couldn't have a conversation. That's probably why we fell out in the first place. Possibly. But the, the fact of the matter is is that, you know, we're, we're saying that, you know, these conversations, they, they, they should be happening, but they're not happening. So, you know, where does that leave the child? Who is it benefiting? If you don't have, if, if have a conversation with the child, he will be he will be left with to his own understanding, and he's only going to understand to the level of God. And he may even see it as his fault. You don't know, so you got to have a conversation to prevent that from even being an issue. You got to have a conversation. How do you have the conversation when neither one of the parents understands the the issue? Or understands the need for that conversation. Once again, the moment we we was having fun, we was having our fun. Now that you're pregnant, now we must adult up. We, we got to remind man up, and now we're gonna have these conversations for my for, for the sake of my son. Okay, you're coming through a little bit muffled. What was the last thing? We got to have these conversations for the sake of my son. Got or daughter. Or Let's daughter. not forget about us, girl. Okay, so okay, so I hear what you're saying, and and I'm not saying, and I, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, we got to have the conversation. But to the brother that's out there, and to the sister that's out there who has a child and he left because of whatever reason, and she is carrying what. She feels like she's carrying the load of her household on her shoulders, so obviously there's going to be some animosity. Because let me just tell you what kind of chick I am. Like, you walk out on me, I'm not calling you because I got your child. You don't have mine. So why do I have to track you down for you to check in on your child? I'm not doing that. That's just the kind of woman I am. And maybe it is ego. I don't know. But that's just me. And so it's kind of like, and and it's, and don't get me wrong, me and you were still cool, and and we had you know a good relationship wise. But you know if we didn't work out, you know I'm not gonna run you down in order for you to have these conversations. Okay, so that's my thought process. And it and right. honestly, it's not it's not 
it for me, I'm not looking at it as if I'm keeping you away from your child. I'm just not chasing you down to be in your child's life. So what would it be like from a man's perspective in that scenario? I'm not going to allow the baggage to cause a wedge between my child, between me and my child. You did? So what it, 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 it this here, I, I got to. I got to have the conversation. I got to suck it up and be like, man, listen, I got to deal with this shit. But I'm going to deal with it because I love you, son. We're going to have a conversation. We got to. Because okay, but I don't you, think you, I, I understand uh, you you saying we got to have a conversation, but you're not, how are we going to have the conversation? If I'm not calling you, and I if I feel you, like... I, I just told you, you go I, got, I got to make the call. I got okay. to. Okay. For the sake of this child, I got to suck it up and say, hey, you know, I, I know I'm about to hear that shit. I might even have to roll me a joint or something. Either way it goes, I got to have, I, I got to bust through it. Okay. I got to. I got to. I'm, I'm daddy. Remember, he's not father. I followed him. So now we passed that point. Now I got to be daddy to him. So I know you're going to be like, oh, oh, he ain't shit. He go, you're no good ass daddy. Or, or what have you. <laughs> but whatever the case may be, I, I, I got I to gotta be there for myself. Well, I, I'm going to say this. There was those two stages, you know, in, in my life. And, and the thing about it was I don't know when they decided, you know, to include me. I don't know when they decided to, you know, um, do what's best for me. But I know initially, initially now, um, you know, my mother was, I mean, turning over backwards trying to get my daddy to be a part of my life. She was she was making the call. She was, you know, the exact opposite of Miss Quick. She was like, You this is your son, you need to do this, you need I mean calling, she's spending all of her money and all this other stuff trying to reach out to him and he didn't want to have, you know, really nothing to do with her and in my opinion he didn't want anything to do with me. So after I got old enough and it didn't take long. I'm talking eight, nine years old, maybe maybe ten years old, something like that. Then I felt like he didn't love me. I felt like I wasn't wanted. And the one that I saw every day, which was my mom, you know, I just you know, I was just committed to her and I began to literally hate my father. And the reason I hated my father because number one he wasn't there. Number two, because I began to hear my mother say things about him. Now, I heard her trying to call him. I heard her, you know, what I thought would have been sounded like crying, trying to get him to come home. You know, what did I do and things of that nature. I heard all of that. But then after, you know, her heart got hard and all of that, he ignored all of those advances, ignored all of that. But then whenever I began to get around 14, 15, around teenage years, 
that's when he decided, I want to be a part of it now. I, I want to, you know, I want to do this. I want to do that. And he was making all the phone calls. He was saying, you know, let me speak to him, you know, give him this letter and on and on and on. And not only would my mother say, no, 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 this this ain't happening. You're not messing his life up. And But I was the same way. When I would find out, I didn't want nothing to do with him. So now you got to understand now, so for the first many, many years of my life, I went from stage to stage, one stage where uh, my mom, my dad didn't want to be a part of it, but then he did want to be a part of it. Then a part where my mom wanted him to be a part and a part where she wouldn't let him be a part. So eventually it got down to where, uh, uh, you know, I had to make amends. You know, somewhat of means, I guess you would say. But guess what? Now the damage has been done because the conversation that Quick is saying that he has to step up and have as a man, my dad didn't do that to me until uh, I became a father myself. So, you know, if that man is going to make that 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 uh, call, if he's going to uh, have that conversation, he needs to have it. The sooner the better, you know. As soon as that kid can understand, mm-hmm. he, he needs to have that conversation and don't need to to wait on that. And it's going to take some very mature uh, parents to, you know, to get out of the way and do what's in the best interest of the kid. You know, if nothing mm-hmm. else, they got to agree that okay, you know, for whatever reason, whether I chased you down or you chased me down, whether we was drunk and hit the back seat, I, it don't it don't matter what's happened at this point. This kid is what matters, and he is not a mistake. We knew exactly what we were doing, and did we know we were making a child? No, but the potential was there. But he's here now, or she's here now. So now let's do right. Let's 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 be mama and daddy for this kid, and then understand that. Okay, now if I go on with someone else, and you go on with somebody else, then I'm not going to interfere in your life. And that's going to take some very mature people and that's what rarely happens right there is that the couples do what's in the best interest of mm-hmm. the kids that rarely does rarely just doesn't happen you know but when it does mm-hmm. happen you talk about a beautiful thing but it you rarely see that you know so cuz my thing is man you know um you just wouldn't make me now I've never been through it so I I want to say this is what I would do but you just couldn't make me. You're going to have to deal with me the rest of your life because i I got to be a part of my kid's life, whether that's phone conversation. i got to be a part of it. So you can go on and see Denzel and Donald Trump and everybody else, but I'm sorry. i got to swallow all that. I want to I wanna be daddy to my kid, you know. And on the flip side, you know what? If I'm seeing a woman that has a kid that belongs to another brother, in all honesty, I want that kid because of what I went through in my life. I want that kid to have that relationship with his dad. He needs that. You know, he needs that if that's, if that's what he needs. So it, you you talking about some maturity on some adults' part, man? Mm-hmm. This takes some. This really takes some some swallowing some pride and you know and everything. Well, you know the strength comes. The strength comes through experience, you know. And yes, like I like I. So the missus, I've only seen my, my, my father four times. And that's because I'm so adamant about about the distinct difference between the father and the dad. You know what I mean? My grandfather was, was my dad. 
You dig? My father, like I said, four times, four years. So I don't know if my mom was calling him. I don't know. Not my concern. But all I do know is in in seventy eight he ran up in my mom. <laughs> and in seventy nine I was born. Period. So I know. Did he try to reach out to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it went for a spell. And that was that. So that's the reason why I'm like now. We have to have these conversations because I'm not. Remember, you can learn what to do as well as what not to do. That's just as important. And, and you know, just like you had to thank God for what doors he opened as well as the ones he's closed. I can appreciate him keeping distance. But he did teach me how not to be. Just like your father taught you. Okay, so like in in my situation, for instance, okay, um, had another man, had my mom, I don't know, married another guy, was seeing another guy that could, I didn't need him to be my daddy, but he could have, you know, uh, pointing me in the right direction as a yes. as a man, he could have he could have done that. Okay, then I would have been it would have been better for me. But because my mother didn't have that, what I found out later on is that I didn't know that in reality I missed what I never had. In other words, people say you don't miss what you never had. You don't know that because you never had it. So in other words. If somebody else had filled that void right there, okay, that's great. But I didn't know that I missed it so much. There's some stuff that, you know, like, for instance, okay, this is what I, in essence, teach my children, uh, my boys a lot of times. Listen, man, I ain't get this, and I may not get it perfect, but this is what I want you to do. You know, I don't want you walking like your mama. I don't want you talking like your mama. You watch me and do what I do. <laughs> and, 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 and 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 love women just like, you know, love your mama like you see me love her. You love your lady like you see me love her. You know, follow me, and I'm going to teach you how to be a man. But see, I, because I didn't have that, my daddy wasn't there to tell me that. And not only that, but, you know, again, had some other man been there to fill that void, another brother, another somebody my, my mom would have married, okay, it wouldn't have been so bad, but, you know, Man, I'm telling you, I suffered, um, you know, because I didn't have that male influence. And so, for the for the for the woman that goes on and you know remarries and get the good dude and everything, man, more power to her. I applaud her, you know. But to the woman that says, you know what, I'm gonna quit my life right here. You don't know the damage you're doing to that little boy or that little girl because there's something that that man can bring to the table. So that's all I'm saying. So, so Quick didn't miss it. He, there was some man that stepped up in his life somewhere. He always had the barbershop. You know, I, on the other hand, missed it. I, I, I missed it. And there's still some things that, I, you know, I haven't figured out yet. You know, um, I don't realize I missed it until I have to do it for myself. The first time I, uh, I put a razor on my kid's face, you know, my son's face, to try to show him how to shave and, you know, sitting there 
showing them how to do that. And don't put so much torque here and go in this direction and all that. And sitting there crying like a baby, not even knowing why I'm crying. But the reality was, you know, my mom and dad didn't have that. They had a sexual relationship, but not a true love relationship. And then my mom never filled that void right there. So it was something missing. It was something missing. So there are some women that can pull that thing together, go on with their life, get the man of their dreams, make kids turn out fine. But then there's other women like my mom that never fills that void, and you end up having an idiot like me, <laughs> you know, that has to you figure know, it out along the way. You know, and, and, and I respect both perspectives, you know, but the children, the children are innocent in this entire situation. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And and sometimes, you know, the father can come in and kind of mess things up, if you will. You know, and it's, sometimes it's best that they stay out of the picture. You know what I mean? Because my mother was on drugs, my father was an alcoholic. So, shit, if they raised me, <laughs> who knows? The direction I would have been. You know what I mean? Who knows? Period. So, so you gotta thank God and close the door. Both of them. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'd rather gamble on the bet on, on on my grandparents than the take a chance on my mom and my mother and my father. Something to think about. Something to think about. But, you know, again, this thing works. You know, there's two sides to this coin, man. And and, uh, there's some some brothers down there that want to hold it down. They want to do the right thing. And they're they're not allowed to, but then there's women out there that um, that reach out and will give them that opportunity, and some brothers run from it. So, you know, and, they, and it works the other way also to where some women say, nah, I'm going to use your son and your, your daughter against you. You know what? Mm-mm, you ain't seeing neither one of them. And then there are men out there that, you know, are just as bad, you know, out of sight, out of mind, you know. Just because just, just because you're a brother don't mean that you're a man. That's right. There's there's that's more right. to this man shit than urinating standing up or coming in a woman and she get pregnant. Yeah, you're just a male with that. You just got all the you got all the, the male tools. Right. You know. Right. But so, that mindset. You know what I mean? Their responsibility, their accountability, all that, all that. Even, even, you know, man, I had a situation where I got, I got like pissed off beyond all festivity because I had to see the disappointed look on my son's face. Mm. Mm. So to keep that from happening again, you got to make executive decisions. Nah, don't nah. 
Don't call. Wow. Wow. You got to. Uh, you got to. I don't, I don't care about your feelings. Wow. Miss Quick, what you think about that? My pressure don't want up, boy. <laughs> I mean, you know, again, it's it's you know, it's tricky because you know, um, having been in both places is one of those things where you know, as, as a single mom, if you do decide to not, you know, give up your life and live your life, then then you create a situation where it's possible to bring in, you know, not to bring in the right person simply because of where your mind state is and where you are in your face. You know what I'm saying? So for, I mean, husband, permission to be a little bit real? Go ahead. my, From my personal experience, you know, my first son didn't put eyes on his biological father until he was five years old, lived in the same city, never once put forth the effort to be involved. Me, of course, I got the kid. So what what do I do? You know, of course, I, I put my head down, grind it out, get get a good job you know, do everything I can to make ends meet. And during that time, my father or my dad filled those shoes, not in the same household, but basically played the the positive role model. I wasn't out looking. I wasn't out, you know, trying to live my life. Well, I was living my life. I was trying to figure it out, you know, figure out working and figure out being a mom and these different things. Um, and then, you know, even before he was five, he would he would ask, you know, I want a dad that lives with me. Well, you know, ain't nothing much I can do there. You know, I'm just being real. I can't give you a dad that lives with you, son. How am I supposed to get one? Pray. It's all I can tell you to do because it's all I knew how to do. And um, and you can ask him probably to this day. He'll tell you even, you know, everything. Well, you got to pray about that because that's not, that's not within my power. Um, and so what happened was even after he met his biological father, it was he looked at him and said, you're not my dad. If you are my dad, how come how come oh. you haven't been to my house? You don't even wow. know where I live. Um, wow. And he said, you know, and, and so at this point, he called him by his first name. And so Ooh. he looked at him and he said, okay, you can, you can call me that. You know, he said, but you, you know, you have to say Mr. in front of it. And, of course, I ain't say anything. He's a kid. Of course, you're going to show your adult respect. You say you say Mr. Okay, cool. And that's what he's always called him, Mr. first name. And, and after that moment, it was like, well, it, it wasn't anything I could do. And even when we would have the conversation and he would say, you know, well, how come he didn't, Come see me. How come he didn't do this? 
I gave him the only response that came to my mind, which was, you know what? He wasn't ready for the job that God gave him. That's all I can tell you. I can't tell you anymore. I can't tell you that, you know, he's a he's a good person. He wanted to be there, but he couldn't. All I can tell you is this, you know, he wasn't ready for, for you. He, you know, God may have designated him to be your father, but he's, he's, he's unfortunately, he's not up for the job of being your dad or, or being the man to raise you. So we got to figure something else out because that's all I had. I didn't have any answer. I can't, I didn't bad mouth it, you know, told him the truth. He had, if he asked, I told him, I'm not going to lie. You know, would, you know, has he called? No. You know, has he ever given you this? Has he ever paid child support? No, he has not. I got a book in there with how much money he's ever done, how much money he's ever done, how long his visits ever were, and that was only in the first, you know, six weeks of, you know, my son being born, and that was it. After then, it fell off the grid until five years later. And, you know, all I can say with that is is but God, because see, now... I have my husband, and and my son has everything or more than he's prayed for. And it's not because I made it happen, because I wasn't looking. I I literally (laughs) was hiding. And after, you know, going through, you know, singles ministry and stuff like that, I literally, like, hid and I said, you know what, I'm going to stand, let me be behind you. So if anybody sees me, they got to be looking for God, not me, because I don't want to be seen. Mm. That is my honest-to-God truth. And, you know, the again, it, it worked for me because, I don't know, maybe because of my faith, maybe because of my favor, maybe maybe it was simply because of my son, our son, your son. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So that's, I mean, we got to be able to put things aside. Um, But you you also have to be able, for the mothers that are out there who are in a single parenting situation, look, I can tell you that, that this dude, when I was 26 weeks, uh, you know, I was sitting on the table. This dude came into the doctor's office and threatened me, and I had to actually almost ask my doctor to call the police to have him removed. Never seen him again until two days after I had my son, of which he comes to the hospital trying to put his name on the birth certificate um, or wouldn't put his name on the birth certificate because I didn't give him your last name. No, I will not, and that was the second time. And then you sat, you came to visit, and you sat in my house, and you sat on my couch, looked at me, and said, "I feel like I need to give this baby to somebody, to his parents, or something. I don't have no connection to this kid." But you expect me to allow you to have conversations with him, or I'm supposed to pursue you to be in his life when you know he exists? And you said, you know, this ain't my child. I feel like this is somebody else's child. Knowing the biology, 
not questioning the biology, but the mere fact of that there was no connection, there was no relationship. And then, you know, we come here and, you know, meet my husband. And, and from day one, what has he been to you? <laughs> from day one. Never a hesitation. And from day one, he's always been Michael's dad. And there's never been a question, like, well, where have you been? If you're my dad, where have you been? And it never was a question. It was yeah. It was just that. And it was I'm not saying it was easy because we, we moved two, two states down. But, I mean, it, it, it happened. So it's one of those things where you can't hold on to bitterness. You can't hold on to, I mean, you can't hold on to evil or, you know, always throw up in, in the guy's face what he did wrong. I mean, if you ever had your, had him sit up there, hold your baby and say, I feel like I need to give him back to his parents, what? You know what? I got to say this to all those women out there. And, you know, and I, 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 I don't think for a second that you were perfect in all of it, but you handled this thing. In other words, the way you handled it. You know, Quick was saying earlier about how a lot of women would down that man, dog that man, you know, say all types of things about that man. As bad as he, that man handled that situation, you handled it like a champ. And what's amazing is, you know, you gave that kid truth at five years old. You you told him, you know, um, you know the truth. He, your dad wasn't ready to handle this. He, whatever, whatever, whatever. But what I love about it. Is God honored your faithfulness? Now, if you, if you, because I really believe what the Bible says, you reap, you really reap what you sow. So, because you didn't dog this man, didn't down this man, didn't kick this man while he was down, you know, didn't, you know, just just choke the life out of him, or whatever. It wasn't that long ago that God honored, you know, not only your faithfulness but honored your son's request, your son's prayer, or your son's question was, or his request was, I want a dad that lives with me. And look at what God did. He honored it, and he had a man that was already prepared to be a daddy, that is a daddy, that, I mean, just stepped up in anything and everything that this kid may have missed, may have missed. It's been made up many times over, and that is absolutely awesome. And to see this kid flourishing now with, you know, good looks, good grades, Good grammar, great attitude. No, he's not perfect. I understand that. That's a that's a that's a, a, a direct reflection of how his mother handled the early on, and how his dad was was prepared. Uh, you know, so it's just awesome. So women, you don't have to try to pay him back, run him down, run him over. You don't have to do that. You know, go and do the right thing. You know, and a lot of times you think, you know, that you've been Buried and don't nobody know you ever been buried. You've been planted. That's two different. That's two different things. When you're buried, you're not coming up, but when you're planted, you'll bloom again. And to see Miss Quick blooming with Brother Quick now is absolutely amazing. So I'm not gonna say this. This is the model to follow. But there's no need of downing, you know, a person if they don't want to be a part of something. You don't have to beg them because, like Miss Quick said, I already have. Uh, my son, so I didn't lose in this situation. 
and look at what God has done. Now, I don't know what the other brother's doing at his day, time, and age, but he's living his life with a void uh, that he chose to do. And it'll work the same way for uh, a man. If you can't be a part of your child's life because of that woman, just hold on. Do the right thing, and I promise you, God will open that door and that opportunity for you to uh, step up and be the man that you really are. So um, I'm glad to hear that story because, honestly, the one thing that the Bible says that I love is that the truth will make you free. And Miss Quick gave the truth, and look at where she is now. So maybe it wasn't easy, but God knows it was worth it in the long run. It was absolutely worth it because Quick may not sound like it, but, folks, let me tell you something. That's a good father right there, a good husband, great man too, and 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 I'll tell anybody that. So I thank God for him. So y'all listen to all sides of this thing because it's a it's a beautiful story, and when you got the right people living it with the right intentions, it always works out for the good. You know, I'm back, and I'm man, true story, <laughs> very true. But it, but I, I think what really still get me is the disappointment. You know, you call and you, and you make no promises, and and then you know you don't follow through. Mm-hmm. And I got to see my son face. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Don't call back, bro. Don't don't call. No nothing. You don't. Whatever you need, I got it. Whatever. Don't don't call. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just like I told uh, my wife, my father lost because he's a great kid. In, in these regards, where you know, I'm not gonna call him a man. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go disrespect him. But I can't. I can't put him in the same category. When it comes to the kids, remember the kids are innocent in this entire situation. Mm-hmm. The entire situation. When you when you was bad enough to lay down, that's nine months later. Now we're trying to see if you're man enough. If you was man enough, yes, sir. You go in bad, but you come out of man. Yeah. Yeah. You kill Mildew. Mm-hmm. Get down and lay down. What's happening? And that's something else to think about. I know we don't live in a, you know, society doesn't think like this. I understand that. I understand, you know, life. I understand hormones. I understand, you know, you're grown. I understand you make your own decisions. But the truth of the matter is this, you know, whenever you get ready to lay down there, when you get ready to do what you do, 
whether you call it recreation, whether you, whether you call it enjoyment, a spur of the moment, I don't care what you call it. You can call it love if you want to, but I need everybody to understand just this simple fact, you know, uh, you're creating life, and when you create life, you know, uh, that's a responsibility that you need to ask yourself, are you ready for? Because at the heat of the moment, all you can, you just can't wait to get at each other. But the thing about it is this, nobody stops to think that, you know what, um, am I going to be able to be in this kid's life in two years, five years, ten years? Am I going? Am I willing to pay his college tuition? Am I willing to show him how to teach him how to shave? Am I willing to sacrifice getting myself a new car or whatever in order to give him what he needs? Am I willing to grind and work two jobs to feed this kid? See, nobody's thinking about the kid's life. They're thinking about, you know, taking that edge off. That's all they're thinking about. And I know nobody thinks about it ahead of time, but, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's time for us to really, you know, uh, either do it God's way or at least consider you know, what you're doing because it may not affect you, but it's going to affect somebody. It's going to affect somebody. And uh, thank God for brothers like Quick that will step up and say, look, this is the woman God gave me, and whoever and whatever comes with her, it's a package, and you know what? He ain't going to be treated any differently. I'm going to love him. And thank God for brothers like that. Thank God for brothers that will step up and do that. Thank God for sisters that will say, listen, biologically, okay, maybe not yours, but as of this very moment, we said I do, he is yours, and I'm not going to treat him, uh, allow you to treat him any less. I'm not going to say you can't discipline him. I'm not going to say that's not yours. No, that's yours. See, y'all, it can work. A blended family can work. You put God in anything, it will work just fine. I'm just asking everybody that whenever you, you know, make sure you're always thinking with the proper head. Make sure that you understand that if I do this, what is this going to cost me? Who is this going to hurt? Am I really, really willing to count up this cost and say, okay, uh, this kid from the time I'm, he's born to the time he gets his job, I'm going to have to spend about $195,000 on him. Am I willing to do that? You know, and I know nobody's going to think like that. I got that. But in the truth, you know, you got yours, so what you going to do now? Tell the kid, I got mine, now go get yours. Don't work like that, family. I I, I disagree, Tom, because from day one, I told him, you know, this is what I want to do. And he did. Explain that to me. He come with you. I want you. I gotta bring him. The cat come with the cat. <laughs> so, with that being said, he have to treat me any different. He'll be loved. He'll be taken care of. He's hungry. Feed him. Sick. Go to the doctor. Be bad. Go beat that ass. He's different than the rest of them. But I promise you this. That's my time. <laughs> and I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. I'll always be there. She right there on the phone, ask her. <laughs> she said, okay. Ain't no looking back. So before we said I do, I had already said I do. That's my son. I'm going to take that. 
You guys are so blessed, man. I mean, you guys are so blessed. I mean, you talk about a storybook ending. You want to talk about the hand of God and the favor of God resting on your lives, your marriage, and your family. This is um, this is the way you want it to always end up, even though it don't always end up that way. But some things are just – it's just about a choice. It's not – you know, a guarantee is going to end up this way. There had to be some sacrifices made. There had to be some tough decisions made. There had to be some obedience, you know, and all of that. You know, uh, Miss Quick told her story about, you know, having to go through this. And it, it took her 15 minutes to tell the story, but it took about almost eight, nine, ten years to live it. You know, however many years to live it. That's amazing, you know, to... Uh, to go from being at a doctor's appointment, having to, almost having to kick somebody out, to living a, a fairy tale life, you know, as I see it right now, that that's amazing. You can persevere. You can make it. You can make it. You you, you, you know, can make. It. Go ahead, brother. It it, it goes back to what we said. I'm pleased to get to the thing off. We were talking earlier about experience. Um, I'll tell you that, you know, my dad is my granddad. He's my, he's my biological granddad. He did the same thing to my mother, to my grandmother. So you learn, your experience is what teaches. Regardless, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who blood flows through you. About that relationship. Although we are still in another, you know, same look, but the relationship is like no other. He was my daddy and my best friend. He did so. It's just like we have one. Ah, shit. Something happened. <laughs> we, I think everybody in the hospital would be surprised that he can't give me blood because it's shit. That's, that's his son. So it all goes back to to the experiences. And, and once again, it could be even charged to the generational curse. So they all. And, you know, and I think that it's, it's important, you know, to like it, you're right. It did take me 15 minutes to tell the story. That's because you know there's there's a whole lot of living and a whole lot of pain and a whole lot of sacrificing in those years that I'm able to leave out because they don't even matter because it was worth it. Even when I was going through it, it was worth it because I was able to have a uh, level of peace that 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 couldn't be broken um but also because i was you know sharing my truth um you know and for those who who knew me you know back back then or who know me they 
it, the situation is no secret. Like, people know. Um, but it wasn't anything that I had to I ever had to harbor on or ever had to have conversations about or or anything like that because God had already revealed that. You know, God had already revealed the truth. And, and everything that I did, I did for our son. See what I'm saying? So it wasn't, you know, it you know, even even when, you know, he did meet him, it was it was because I drove in my car over to his store. You see, and and that was for my son, and it was it wasn't any malice or any well, you know, anything like that. I was just being obedient to what I was being led to do, and right so right and so I say that to say that you know the unfortunate part is is that when you and I never really understood emotions until like probably probably now that my husband makes me understand emotional um, choices right now but you know when these emotions you are going on and, and it's it's hard to separate Right from wrong, or it's hard to separate emotions from your child, especially from your baby's father, your baby's dad. We put our children at a disadvantage when we purposely keep them away because of how we feel. Because the truth of the matter is, is that our children don't feel what we feel. They only know that that's my dad, or they only know that that's my mom. They don't feel the hurt that, you know, she he left when he cheated on you. They don't feel that they don't feel all of that. You know, we when we're raising our children, we I think we impart some of our emotional being onto them unknowingly or some intentionally, um, and and then. That child grows up, and even when they're they're at the age to understand right from wrong, they their emotions and are so out of whack because of their mom's emotions that they can't make a rational decision, um, even if it's the right thing or the best thing for them. And so they end up being at a disadvantage because of that. And so the the important thing is is that the one thing that I never did is I never bad talked him. Don't bad talk him now. I mean I could. You know, but but the thing the thing that you got to know about people like him is that sometimes they they run themselves in the ground simply by being who they are or being the way that they are. So I don't have to bad talk him. You know, if he got a bad reputation, it's because he did it, not because I tried to paint him one. You know, um, you don't ever have to bad talk your your baby's father. You don't you don't ever have to complain about how hard life is because life is not only hard for you it's hard for married folk as well correct me if I'm wrong like this is this ain't no cakewalk you know um and then you know go ahead and live your life you know and 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 do the best you can and enjoy it because (laughs) by the time it's all said and done you got to be able to look back and know that your struggle was worth it. 
the struggle the struggle is <laughs> the struggle is worth it. You know, and like you said, it's an okay walk. But I free walk. You do because I know at the end of the day everybody's comfortable, everybody's healthy, and everybody's loved. You did and respected. So when you have all those things in the play, it makes the walk worth it. It makes the struggle worth it. Period. Pastor, where you at? I, I hear you. Where you at? Well, I'm right here, man. I'm 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 listening. I can um. I can attest the struggles are um, painful, but definitely they're worth it. I mean, that's that's um, <laughs> that's a that's a certainty. It really is, and again, that's what makes um, for beautiful endings. You know, every beautiful ending usually starts out with a struggle somewhere, somehow. You know, but that's what makes it so beautiful. Look at where I was, and look at where I am. You know, and people see where you are, but they usually rarely know where you come from or what you what you come through to get there. They don't see, you know, the uh, being threatened at the doctor's office. They don't see mom and daddy drinking and grandma and granddaddy got to raise me. They don't they don't see any of that. They see you sitting there and rocking and everything is a okay, but they don't know. Mm-hmm. They have no clue, you know. They have, they have. I tell my church, my congregation, from time to time, if people knew what you've been through, they wouldn't even want to sit beside you, because you right. you still suicidal. You liable to go shell on somebody right now. You know, it's just the way that it is, and um, we've got to accept that. You know, uh, that's just part of life. That's that's part of my story. Somewhere between that date that you were born and that date that you died. That little dash just between that thing, man, it's filled with all kind of stuff. I mean, it's filled with all kind of stuff. And some mm-hmm. things we're proud of, some things we're ashamed of. But that's my story. That's my story, you know. And, um, again, that's everything you guys talked about today, um, to hear you guys just, you know, talk about, really all of our lives, to be honest with you, and to see how things are now, um, that's a great thing. And then guess what? Things still aren't perfect now. They never will be. Marriage is not um, the end of strife. It's just the end of singleness. You know, mm-hmm. you, you still have you still have crazy stuff that go on in your life. But, you know, it is what it is, man, and, and – um, you know, uh, you guys can appreciate each other's story, and sometimes you can take um, two negatives and turn it into a positive, and that's the beauty of it, man. And that's that's what I love. That's what I love. So but being on the call earlier, that the pivot of the two negative to the positive is through the conversation, the communication. Oh, you got to have that pivotal. 
Yeah. We're not going to yeah. keep up with nobody. Ain't no babysitter. She goes to the movie, she goes to the movie. We go to dinner, go to dinner. That's what it is. What's that? That's what it is. When we move, we move. Man, y- 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 <laughs> yeah. Y'all need to write a book based off of what that kid prayed, man. I want a daddy that live with us. You need to write a book called A Daddy That Live With Us. I'm just telling you, man, that's a powerful story right there. And uh, I know there's people listening. I know they are. And I know that, you know, you heard the the good, the bad, and the ugly. But all that ugly stuff wasn't nothing but fertilizer, man. That's all it was. And it's just... It's produced something great, something beautiful. And um, I'm telling you, man, if I wasn't married, that would give me hope. That would give me hope right there to know that, you know what, if if God can do it for them, he can do it for us. And for everybody out there battling, trying to figure this thing out with, you know, a kid that you can't be a part of their life or a kid that's caught up in the middle of it, I, I challenge you to just, Take two steps back and just pray for the kid. Do what's in the best interest of the kid. You'll be better because of it, and the kid will definitely uh, be better. You know, please, everybody, just let's don't forget the kids. You know, your joy will your joy will come. God will make sure. You know, you're taken care of if you um, take care of the children. He loves the children. He loves the children. So take care of them. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Don't use the kid as a pawn. No. Don't use the kid for a paycheck, but use the kid to get through to God so that it line y'all up the way that you do. Yeah, the kid's not a tool, man. The kid is a responsibility, man. It's a a blessing from God. A sure enough blessing from God. So, um, I tell you, the first. 15 minutes I listened to, I was enjoying that, man, but I ended up learning something tonight. I'm telling you I learned something tonight. But it's it's rare. That, that I'm not, like you said earlier, we're not guaranteeing that anybody else's situation will turn out like ours. We are eternally grateful that our business, but we had to go through it. Unfortunately, my wife had to go through it in order to be where she is now, in order for us to teach someone else. We had to go through it. So let's not overlook that part. We had to go through hell to be recognized as righteous. We did so, but God was in the foundation. He was mixed in the foundation. Prayer was in the foundation. Communication was in the foundation. All these things was in the foundation for us to build where we are now. Yeah. Yep. Let's not forget that. Let's not get that part. God. 
Come on now. Remember, she said, remember now. She put prayer in it. Boy, pray. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, quick, I want to say this, too. Um, I pray pray a lot. (laughs) I I do. I pray a lot. I pray for myself. I pray for my family, but I pray for a lot of people. Um, You know, sometimes I pray for people that I don't care the world for, but I'm instructed to pray for them. I don't have a right to, um, you know, pray for some and don't pray for the others, but you know, sometimes you don't know what answered prayer looks like. And uh, because I know a little bit of Miss Quick's story, not, you know, she leaks out a little more and a little more every now and then. Uh, all of this I did not know. Um, you know, I did know singles ministry portion of her story, I guess you would say. And I, I remember praying for her. And the reason I said I was blessed tonight is, um, when I met you for the first time, you know, um, my words were, internally at least, this is what answered prayer sounds and looks like. This is what answered prayer sounds. I mean, you pray, but you don't ever know how that thing is going to, you believe it's going to turn out fine, but you don't know what it looks like. You, my friend, you're an answered prayer. You You really are. And I know you were just being you, but you are. And answer prayer. And um, if God uses you to answer a prayer, you, to me, you, you're a special individual. So um, I know you don't want to take a bow or anything like that, but, man, thank you for letting God use you. And uh, same thing to, to Miss Quick. Thank you for letting God use you because um, you guys have a story to tell. You have a platform to tell it in now. And, um it needs to be told because I don't care who you are. This story should have motivated some folk tonight. It really should have motivated some folk tonight. So you guys are you guys are awesome, man. You really are. You may not feel like it and I know you still go through your you know, your struggles. I know you still, you know, just went out on your first date. God bless you. <laughs> God bless you. Yeah. And it was some gun range. <laughs> I got to admit, I did laugh on 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 that folk part you just went on your first day, but I hope you hey. enjoyed it, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did, but that's, I mean, you know, it's just real life, and I understand, yeah. you know, it's, we, we get to look at Lifetime and Hallmark, I love those movies, and they give you, oh, you know, you, you get this great proposal around Christmas time, and he's a prince, and you know they yeah. make it look. You see the fairy tale, and give you. They give you a pretty struggle. They don't give you the real, the real <laughs> struggle. You know. Yeah. You know. Again, you think about how just to put things in perspective. How real my struggle was. I, mm. I told you I have a notebook. I have dates. I have how many mm. minutes. You know what? I, like that. I have it written down because. And don't get me wrong. It probably only take up a half a page. But that's how real my struggle my struggle was. I documented the time or the interaction for my safety, obviously. Um, but more than that, so that I would never forget where, where we came from. 
And it was, you know, it, it again, a whole lot of pain, um, a lot. And uh, like where most women feel it's unbearable, it was unbearable. It was so unbearable mm-hmm. to where I had to. I had nowhere else to go. You know, you hear people say, you know, when, when you don't have nobody to call, call on Jesus. I literally had no one. And, you know, everybody, you know, yeah, I had, you know, I had my mama, my daddy, sister, brother, they were all there, but I didn't have them because they couldn't understand what my struggles were. I could never, I never told anybody that dude threatened me. What? Yeah. Imagine me having that conversation, you know, with anybody. Wow. It, wow. Well, what did you do? Why didn't you do this? And, you know, it's, they immediately want to come to, you know, my defense and like, one one of my problems is I, I'm not I'm I'm only afraid of rats. Um <laughs> so I wasn't scared or anything like that. But the fact of the matter is that sometimes, you know, it's it's more than just Cinderella scrubbing floors. Yeah. You know, sometimes she get walked on. You know, and it's it's not it's not that happy fairy tale ending. Yeah, it's a fairy tale once but it's still living. You know, like even again, like you said, after you get married, shoot, you go, honey, it takes you five years to take your husband out on a date. You know, seven years to take your husband out on a date. That that's something. You know, so it's it, it's a lot of sacrificing, but again, it's it's worth it. And you you have to be able to. God, I don't even know. I mean, I I filled my schedule. I filled up my schedule with nothing but word. Yeah, you know, and they, you you know, I drove an hour and forty five minutes every weekend to come to singles ministry. Yes, ma'am. That wasn't no, you know, that wasn't around the corner drive. That took effort. No. That took planning. That took packing. No. That took you know, um, it took time. So. And and even you know when when my husband and I met, I thought, what you crazy? You don't even know my name. <laughs> I don't need to know your name. <laughs> and where did you come? I know your, I know your title. No, that's right. Yeah. yeah. He was like, I don't need to know your name, Miss Hayes. That's it. So I'm walking away like, who is he called? Who is this? <laughs> Not even knowing his last name. Shoot, you know, so it was one of those things where like, man, he's crazy, but he was cool. He was nice because we sat there and had an adult conversation. Wow. And and you know, that's just what it that's that's what that's what we built on, you know, from from there to here. And we still have those adult conversations that ends up being, you know, on on a podcast. Yeah, yeah. And now I feel bad that I didn't propose on one knee. (laughs) One knee, it wasn't even a proposal, you know. And it's it's not, you know, it's not one of those romantic stories. You know, sometimes, ladies, it's not going to be the romantic story that everybody looks for. He's not going to leave you gifts trailing down, you know, in. To the city where you have this all your family waiting on you, and like it's not gonna be that you know it's gonna be a simple maybe you're gonna marry me, yeah, when or oh, I don't know all right well let's let's look at a date, you know it's gonna be just that simple, you know yep. and 
and I want to follow it. Well, I want this one. Okay, well we'll go with that one. Right, you know, and so it's it's just it's just one of those things to where it's not going to be over. What do you call it? Like, I mean, it may not be crazy. It may not be. It may be just very simple, subtle, and but you you know it's God because it's easy, it's fast. And when when I asked him, you know, I said, hey, you know, I, we need to. You think we could have some some premarital counseling? Sure. Just, you know how you know it was, and I'm yep. sitting there like, heart. What he said? Sure. What? Okay, yes. that's bad enough. You know who? Yeah, what kind of man willing to go through counseling? Wow. You know, like most men don't counseling. No. Like I don't need to be counseled to marry you. You know, like no. nah, I ain't doing that. But it was a sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Amazing. Amazing. Simply amazing. Uh, Pastor, listen, man. You got to understand that sometimes you just take something. Mm. Don't call me to taste the cake. I don't know. Mm. (laughs) Get what you bought for me to receive. I'm with you. I understand. Wow. Well, you know you know. No doubt about it. You know you know. No doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't need confirmation or anything else. Mm. Grandma said, baby, when he brought you home, he was trying to get my approval. Shit. Baby. When I brought brought her home, we was already married. We was already married. Yep. Yep. Look what I found. Just like that. Just like that. Just like that. Look what walked in the shop. (laughs) Wow. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. And from from that day to this one, it's been all out. But I want to say there was one point where I had to get up and go for that walk. Because as a man, I ain't gonna say I felt inadequate, but I wasn't to the level that I wanted to be to make sure that everybody was comfortable. So I had to go out and get some things together. And here she comes out there sitting there talking to me in the middle of the night. And I said, middle of the night. <laughs> I'm telling you, listen, listen, baby, I'm gonna say, hey, I'm a little nervous. I'm gonna have to do this. <laughs> Off, once again, seven years later. Very dead and, ending, man. And when I was about to do something stupid, she said, Well, what are we going to do? What do you mean? Y'all going to say, Yeah. She said, If you come after me, what are we going to do? Oh, shit. I, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Listen, listen, hey. I'm, I'm saying that, that part, once again, I'm going to go back to the conversation. That's like the most, most key to, to anything, having those conversations. And even with many people in the yoke, so that you can have those conversations and they make sense. And you know it's coming from a genuine place. It's coming from a place that's supposed to. 
You know what I mean? That's the part that, that people tend to forget about. Yeah. So, Pastor, what's the challenge? You challenge everybody to what? I'm only hearing every couple of words. You got to repeat that to me. I said, so what's the challenge? Really, you said you challenge everybody to what? Let's remind everybody what the challenge is. So if you get on this line and go to work, you know how we do. What's the challenge? Oh yeah, I, I challenge everybody to take a step back. I challenge everybody to um, consider the one that's helpless in the situation. I challenge everybody to um, not produce anything you're not willing to take care of, and I challenge everybody to allow God to to to, to um, to put this thing together for you, I, I challenge you to to sit back and don't try to pay nobody back. Don't try to punish nobody. I just challenge you to to just wait on God, you know, and let Him do it His way. I, I challenge you not to hurt others because they've hurt you. And if you you do those things, I promise you, you're gonna come out. You're going to come out smelling like a rose. It may take some time, but you know what? The process is necessary for the day. You'll never get reach a destination without a process. You've got to go through the process. That's just the way that it is. But, um, you know, God knows what he's doing, and it'll be worth the journey, I promise you. It will be worth the journey. I can't wait to hear some of the stories, you know, because there's a lot of uh, stories out there, a lot of very similar stories, and I believe they're going to have similar endings. I know it's not the norm, but you know what? Do the right thing and see if it won't work out for you. God said he's not a respecter of persons, meaning if you did it for Miss Quick, he'll do it for you. If you did it for Quick, he'll do it for you. So let's just do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. I hate that I answered that question. Or Today, just today alone, everybody, I was faced with one of those those issues right there that he just mentioned. You gotta oh, don't get revenge. <laughs> oh man. Oh, sorry, Pastor. I'm gonna accept that challenge. I'm gonna accept that challenge. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, he said, "Don't get revenge." Yeah. Yeah. They either revenge, revenge king. Oh no! I know that. Yeah, yeah. I'm patient. You know, she's only afraid of rats. That's the only thing she's afraid of. <laughs> That's all oh, I'm afraid oh, of. <laughs> listen, listen, <God>. I got <laughs> <up the river. laughs> 
You sound like you 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 far away from the phone.
thank you for this forum. And I pray that someone received revelation on this night. Now, God, please keep these lines of communication open to where we can continue to share with people. And, God, I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that you'll keep your hand on each one of us and on this podcast. Thank you, God. May it be the blessing you ordained for it to be, and may it help to change lives from the street all the way to the pulpit. We love you, Lord, and we can't do any of it without you. It is in Jesus' name that we do pray. Amen. 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 That concludes tonight's episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. I am number one, Mr. Quick. Thank you to Pastor Robinson and Ms. Quick. Until next Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be blessed, love each other, more importantly, love God. Peace.